Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. running as we are getting closer and closer to 2022 you have some new year's resolutions sean uh yes to get unfat (laughs) i've already uh, my wife has already got the plan in place for monday january 3rd for me to uh get back in the gym and you know stop eating you know chocolate yeah i got i got that going for me so looking forward to that uh but more importantly We've got a bowl game that hasn't even started yet. I love games that start during our show. It doesn't happen all that often, Sean, but sometimes we get it, and it is glorious. And we've got down in, not in Tempe. It is in Tempe, wherever Arizona State plays. No, 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 no. This is in Phoenix. This is at uh, the Diamondback Stadium, Chase Field. Because, by the way, if you didn't know, now the Holiday Bowl got canceled, but we are in the midst of... Baseball stadium bowl season. Right. Because we were supposed to have the Holiday Bowl today. That got canceled. We were supposed to have the Fenway Bowl tomorrow. That got canceled. But we still have the Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium tomorrow. And the Guaranteed Rate Bowl starting in 15 minutes or so. Uh, Once again, shouts to uh, Stormy Bonatoni. She'll be on the sideline of that broadcast on ESPN, which we'll be watching here. You've got to play. I've actually got to play, too. And I... I'm doing something I don't normally do, but I'll start with you. I have Minnesota. You're going to row the boat? I'm going to row the boat, the fighting P.J. Flex. Uh, I think because of his coaching style, there will always be a team that shows up for the bowl game, ready to play, focused, locked in with a good game plan. So West Virginia's top offensive player, the running back, is out, opted out tonight. Um, So I like Minnesota to cover this number that's been steadily rising. I think it's all the way up to six and a half. Here at Circa, the game opened, if I'm not mistaken, Minnesota minus four. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's been interesting to follow the steam. And uh, it, our, our the guys. Numbers have been steaming. Yeah. This week or just today, for example, uh, Houston and Auburn. Steam came in on Houston. They went off as a one and a half point favorite all day yesterday. And for the past couple days, that Auburn had been a two point favorite. That goes off Houston one and a half. They win 17-13. Similarly, in the first responder bowl, where you and I both on Air Force. Yeah, it was my play of the day. Uh, Air Force. Little 
antsy, well, dicey at the end. Little got a little little nerve wracking. They pulled through. I actually ended up playing the over too. Uh, so it was it was a good good day. Uh, I'll tell you what made it turn for the worst uh, here momentarily. But uh, Air Force slight underdog most of the week ends up here at Circa being a two point favorite. They win thirty one to twenty eight. And this was one I didn't see coming because all week it had been Mississippi State, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, revenge, revenge, revenge. Steady at 10, late steam here at Circa to have the number go off at 8.5. And, and that happened right before the kick. Yeah. I mean, right before the kick. I so wish I was part of the media covering the Mississippi State-Texas Tech game because I would ask Mike Leach, I raised my hand like a good old schoolboy, and I'd say, Coach, you mentioned uh, you weren't in favor of players opting out of bowls, but what about coaching staffs? Because you guys got thoroughly outplayed. Did you actually practice? <laughs> I mean, they looked awful. Defense, offense, special teams. It's so ironic because I thought Mike Leach, who used to be at Texas Tech, mm-hmm. unceremoniously got fired, still holds a grudge. I thought his guys would show up to play, but they no-show. Shout-out to uh, Sonny... Uh, uh, Cumbie, right? Yeah, yeah. Sonny Cumbie. Next head coach of Louisiana Tech. First of all, very admirable, moral, morally right decision to remain as the interim coach and coach this team in the bowl game because he is now the Louisiana new head coach Tech, of Louisiana Tech. Tech. And yep. I'm sure there are a lot of things that he needs to get done in Ruston, Louisiana to get that team prepared. So uh, happy for him, happy for those kids. You know, uh, they played excellent tonight. I was on the wrong side of this one. I thought Mississippi State would show up. It looks like you need to fade the SEC. 0-4. I mean, SEC has not looked good in these bowl games. Will that run or spill into Friday? Because there are two SEC teams that play Friday, Georgia and Alabama, slightly different situations. Yep. But so far, that conference is not producing. Now, they did uh, They did go off as a dog in a couple of those games. But, yes, uh, let's go back. You've got uh, the first one to take the field was Missouri. They lose to Army. They actually covered that game 24-22, to but that was in the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, so Army wins 24-22. The next night, the Gasparilla Bowl, UCF puts it on Florida mm-hmm. 29-17. to And then two today, Birmingham Bowl, Houston, Beats Auburn 17 to 13, a bowl game that you have been a part of and beaten an SEC team. Yes, we beat South Carolina under Will Muschamp 2016. And Texas Tech tonight will uh, take care of Mississippi State. Uh, I was not going to get involved on this. Uh, in our little pick 'em pool here, which I had no idea I put South Carolina down for tomorrow. Uh, so that will, I don't think that will go well. But <laughs> regardless, uh, I actually took Texas Tech in this spot. Uh, just because it felt like a lot of points, we we you know we we made it a stagnant line at ten. Uh, but what I ultimately did, Sean, and this has worked out a decent amount here in this bowl season for me, is you know money line parlays. I had Army in a money line parlay. Obviously, they did not cover, but they won the game. Mm-hmm. So I had Mississippi State and Minnesota in a money line parlay tonight. Juice was about minus one thirteen. It's a little more than your standard juice. I'm a sucker because uh, that one is not going to come home. However, I do have a new play. Okay. I'm going under 45 in Minnesota, West Virginia. Two of the slowest teams in the country. And you mentioned West Virginia. Their running back is out. I don't know what West Virginia is going to be able to do offensively. I think Minnesota is going to be methodical. Uh, You look at, you know, pace of play between these two teams, Sean. 92nd in plays per minute for West Virginia. 
129 for Minnesota. So don't jinx it. I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota, I hope Minnesota wins. I would love nothing more than a 42 to nothing Minnesota win. 30 to 7. We'll take 30. 30 to 7. To seven. Yeah. That, that works for me. Yes. I, I'd rather not have a sweat either. So if we could get like, you know, 24 to 6, we do that. Yeah. 24 to 6. All right. Puckstradamus, by the way. Oh, what do is you got? back in action. Yeah. Lightning and over. Already okay. hit. Lightning 154. Mm-hmm. Coupled with. Vegas and over. Vegas plays 735. They're in L.A. Ooh, we got to get that to game play on the here. Kings. So hopefully Puck Stradamus hits another ticket. Got a little nervous in the Lightning game. I knew our top two goalies were out. I didn't think the Canadians could score four, but they did. But ultimately, Tampa found a way. I think we tied the game with 19 seconds remaining in regulation. And, of course. And we won it in overtime. Your parlays Never in, in hockey, doubt. man. Your, your Never parlays in doubt. All right, so let me, uh, let me get the latest line. Vegas at L.A. Yeah, I think so they're another minus game. 140. Another game. Total five and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so uh, five and a half, juice to the over, and here at Circa, Vegas minus 133 on the money line. Yep, let's so there get you it. go. And that'll round out a four-play four parlay. That's right. All right, and we've got, you know, you got a busy night here. I do. And you've got Minnesota. Straight bet on Minnesota, minus six. Um, Should have gotten it last night. It was at five. You know, uh, huge news in the NFL with uh, with Carson Wentz uh, being ruled out. We're not ruled out, having be put in protocol with COVID. Uh, but there are new rules out there, which we'll get to on the other side of the break. We only have a couple minutes here left in this break. I- I'm just curious, Sean, as a former player and starting quarterback in the NFL, uh, what did John Madden mean to you do you have any interactions with, yeah he with John actually Madden? was still broadcasting yeah. uh when i got into the league in 99 um he always viewed me as like a little pup you know he'd been in the game a long time so <laughs> you know when he would talk to me it was almost like a, a granddad <laughs> you know talking to his like grandson i just hit puberty or something you know what i mean <laughs> but you know great dude you know uh, still sharp at the time you know such an iconic figure mm-hmm. You know, and what a life. And what's really amazing is he got to see the documentary that was produced. On Christmas Day? You know, before he passed away. So I know his family's mourning prayers with them, but, you know, that's pretty special. You know, you got to see the entirety of your life. I mean, what an accomplishment. Player, head coach. Super Bowl champ. Broadcaster. I mean, mean, he's really run the, the gauntlet, you know, from, you know, things that you can do in the game of football. Well, you think about this. Had a video game, the most popular right. video game in the history of sports games. Maybe Tiger Woods is close, but actually named after him. Well, you think about how many different generations think of John Madden. You know, I think of him, you know, I'm in my mid-30s. I think of him first as a broadcaster mm-hmm. with him and Pat Summerall, and then the video game. You know, I don't even think of him. I mean, I know about him, but I never saw him in action as a coach or a player. I mean, he won an AFL championship as a player, uh, won the Super Bowl with the Raiders. Um, but, yeah, what? how many different generations I know. know the name John Madden for a different number of reasons? And he'll be forever remembered because of the video game. And, I, and that I don't think that should be thought of as a negative. I mean, what that video game has done, yeah. it is enormous. And, and, and think about the, the players – 
they they look at their ratings. I mean, it's become a huge thing. Yeah, I'm still a little disappointed in my initial rating. <laughs> I actually asked him about that one time. Did you really? Yeah. He's like, Sean, I don't do the ratings. <laughs> It's like, hey, man. <laughs> I could totally see you in a production meeting for, you know, Fox's Sunday game of the week, and you're like. Yeah, he's asking me about what I think about the opposing team. Yeah, yo, man, you see my rating on your game? <laughs> oh, man. But those two icons together in the booth, that was something uh, to just listen to. Pat Summerall and John Madden. John Madden, a legend, passing away today at the age of 85. What a life. Uh, for Mr. Madden. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We're up and running. It's the Nightcap here on Visa. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, bro. <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in this segment of the Nightcap being brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. For your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back in. It is the nightcap here on VSIN as... The Texas Raiders, uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders, what do they do? Guns up? Guns up. Is that their thing? They Just sh- beat their former coach and thumped them. 
34-7, the final score at the Liberty Bowl. Who's won the Liberty Bowl? I've never won a Liberty Bowl. Have you Mm-mm. Have you ever won a Liberty Bowl? I have. You have? Yes. 1998? Yes. We did. Great bowl. Great week, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Because Enjoy yourself the, down there? Yeah, the Elvis part of it, you know, it's pretty neat. Learning I like about Memphis. That. It's called uh, something land. Graceland. Graceland, yeah. It was, we had a good time. I, I like that. It wasn't too cold, which you're never sure this time of year. Memphis, yeah, Memphis can get a little is, yeah. nippy. We had a great time. Great week. Um, I'm sure you were, you know, all serious, all business. I actually was. We stayed in the Peabody. I got to see the little Ooh. ducks. Oh, there you Ate go. at Rendezvous. You know, so I, I, I ventured out a little bit, but I was about business. I had to make sure that, you know, we ended up undefeated. And you did? Yeah. We had uh, a point to prove. We thought we should have been in a Fiesta Bowl versus Philip Fulmer in Tennessee for the national championship. That's what we thought. We wanted to make sure that, that we finished it off right, and we did. Uh, I've been to Memphis once. It's uh, it's a good town. Get some uh, great, great food. Great food. Yeah, great food, great culture. What's that? Oh, there's a – Bill Street. So, well, Beale Street's tremendous. Right. So you got, you know, great barbecue. Rendezvous is the, the world-renowned one. It's yeah. Famous. And then I went to – gonna forget i'm gonna look it up during the break there's a chicken place gus's chicken gus's chicken oh man yeah, that's actually pretty good a little Woo! hole in the wall spot too yeah yeah my buddy was writing for the uh, the local paper and he picked me up i was down there for a wedding so my wife was out at the you know bridesmaid thing or whatever and he picks me up and he goes what do you want so i don't know tell me what's good he goes you want to go to a, a good fried chicken place i'm like yeah yeah it was it was spectacular i thought my uber driver was trying to set me up <laughs> When yeah, it's I, not. When I, when I went back as a, a coach with yeah. USF, yeah. like I Ubered over, like yeah. I thought it was trying to set me up. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's ducked off now. It's in one of them streets, you know, where it's a lot of parked cars on the street. And I was walking down the sidewalk, <laughs> you know, a little cat jumped out in front of me. <laughs> I almost turned around and ran the Uber down. Like, I, but it, it it was worth it. Cool, cool. Mine was outside the door. Oh, it's so. But good. it was well worth if it. If I go back, I told a buddy of mine when he goes there, I was like, "You got to go to Gus's." Yes, so, you didn't tell him. Anyone more. out there, Gus's Chicken, got to go if you get down to Memphis. Hopefully, uh, the celebration for Texas Tech. Maybe they got some Gus's Chicken to. Uh... Yeah, they're not going to Gus's tonight. <laughs> if they go to Gus's, it's not the fried chicken. They're going chicken to Beale one. Street and they're having a good old time. Uh, are the Red Raiders? They win thirty-four to seven. Nice money line return. Uh, the consensus plus three ten. Uh, in favor for Texas Tech. So, uh, quick update on bowl season. I've been keeping tabs on this, uh, on every game and, and just the where we stand. So, right now, through 19 bowl games, because you had the steam and the flip of favorites, the favorites are now 10-9 and 9 ATS. That includes Houston and Air Force. Both of them were dogs majority of the time. But, closing line, they ended up being a favorite. So, favorites now 10-9. and 9. The over is 12-7, and seven, the under-hitting in Texas Tech and Mississippi State. So the dogs were barking early, mm-hmm. and now we'll see if maybe some dogs uh, will come home here. A nice money line return if anyone had Texas Tech. The second-largest money line return so far this bowl season. The only one better, Middle Tennessee State. First bowl game of the Yeah, they the were 10.5, right? 10.5 plus 315 against Toledo. So there you go. We'll have a bowl game coming up shortly. Sean has laid the six with Minnesota. I took under 45 for Minnesota and West Virginia. That kickoff coming up eh, momentarily. Uh, But let's get to the NFL, Sean, and news coming out today uh, that Carson Wentz has been placed into protocol. Now, things have changed with the CDC coming out 
Uh, look, I'm not going to bore you. You, If anyone out there knows or has been walking around, you know the, the rules are, are being tweaked uh, as, as we move forward. So there are new COVID rules. Players must now only quarantine five days if they're not symptomatic, and then they can be cleared by a team doctor. So here's a tweet from Lindsey Jones. There's no testing required for NFL players to be released from quarantine after five days. So this will all hinge on players honestly reporting their symptoms after testing positive. So Carson Wentz went into the protocol today. If he is symptom-free by Saturday, five days, he could be cleared to play against the Las Vegas Raiders. So you saw the line go crazy today. Yeah. Was high as seven. That's down to two. Down to I think two and a half. I think it went to one and a half. Look, wow. Take a look at this. Unbelievable. Here at Circa, eleven o three a.m. Pacific. It hit one and a half, and now it currently sits at six. It is betting right now, and I know we're a betting show, and we'll still fire away. But betting right now with. You know, 92 players going into the protocol yesterday, uh, the highest the league has ever seen. It's really tricky because there was, what was it, a couple weeks ago when the uh, Browns-Raiders game got moved to Tuesday, Sean, it was under the assumption or the belief, okay, we're going to see Baker Mayfield or the very worst case, Keenum. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see either of them. Neither of them cleared the protocol. Now with these new rules, things certainly could change and you're seeing that market wide right now here at Circa. I believe it's the lowest now. Um, I, I we have to double check because some of these spots they might just be taken off the board. Um, but this is a really, really uh, interesting development when it comes to uh, COVID and, and the protocols to to get out. Yeah, and it's interesting because I actually, you know, in some ways like the Raiders. They could potentially get. Darren Waller back. He's potentially coming back to practice. That would be huge. You know, and because of that defense in front and the ability to get after the quarterback, I hope Carson does play. I get more value in a game where I think the Raiders definitely can be competitive and, and keep this close. Yeah, you look at, you know, Carson Wentz. Um, the, I, I think the big issue there, and, and we saw this early on in the year, uh, is their backup situation is not great. You got, you got Sam Ellinger there. Well, it's unproven. Let's say it's unproven. And based on what they showed in the preseason, you would not be optimistic. Having said that, they're now, what are we, in week 18? Yeah. They've had Seven. 17 weeks to get better. So they could potentially come out. And with Jonathan Taylor as your running back, you know, you're really throwing against a lot of man-to-man coverage. I wouldn't be surprised if, I think they said Sam Ellinger would be the starter if Wentz can't play. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if, you know, in a one-and-done kind of thing, he came out and had a big game. That wouldn't surprise me at all. So that is where we stand right now with the Colts. Um, and, and they're a team. And uh, we'll Are you get... not an Ellinger fan? No, I'm not. Did you watch him at Texas? I did. I, I'll, t- I'll do this, and we can move on. All right. In your spare time. Mm-hmm. Go back and rewatch LSU Texas, Joe Burrow, and LSU when they played at Texas. That was a great game. Yeah, and watch who's the quarterback on the other side. Ellinger. Yeah, he went throw for throw with Burrow. Now, ultimately, LSU won, but he's talented. I'm just saying, I wouldn't be shocked if he has to play if he had a really good game. 
Ian Book is the all-time winningest. Hey, there's Stormy. Uh, Ian Book is the all-time winningest. Yeah, Ian Book's not at, Sam at Notre Dame. He's not Sam Hodger. Let's not, let's not go there. <laughs> let's cut that, cut that out. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay, cut that out. I don't know. Uh, he wasn't even an unquestioned starter at Notre Dame every year. Oh, at the end? Sure. Yeah, okay. He got that team to a couple playoffs. I don't know what Sam Ellinger did, but um, no, I, I'll take your word for it. You know quarterback play a lot better than I do. Yeah, I mean, he could fall in his face, but I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if he had gotten better because him and who's their other guy? He's from, uh, that was one of the Georgia kids, was it not? It was uh, the kid that left Georgia and went back to Washington. Who's the other quarterback? Oh, um, Jacob Beeson. Yeah, yeah, Jacob Beeson. I mean, they got a lot of reps in the preseason. Yeah. You know, and then you get practice and you get to sit and watch and see the things Carson is doing right, the things Carson is doing wrong. You know, just it's not out of the realm of possibility. Ian Book was put in an impossible situation because he hadn't been getting any reps. No. He didn't get reps in the preseason because there was a quarterback competition between Jameis and Taysom Hill. So his situation was drastically different. Bowl game in uh, Arizona about to get underway. The guaranteed rate bowl, Minnesota and West Virginia. Sean has laid it with Minnesota. Let's go Gophers. No points. We want no points. I'm on the under as well. Vinny Maiula will tell us where the action's coming in on bowl games, NFL, all that. Next, right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. any part of our show or anything on our decent schedule today any day don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your time go to vcin.com backslash podcast and get bet beating the book with gil alexander market insights with josh applebaum we've got hardwood handicappers the lombardi line follow the money coast to coast hoops and many more they're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Always a pleasure to bring on our next guest. You know him, you love him. From the South Point, odds maker extraordinaire, Vinny Maiulo. Vinny, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Are you ripping out your hair trying to figure out these bowl games and who's going to play? Are we going to get these games? It has got to be, I don't know if this is the most challenging you've dealt with, dealing with, you know, last year, but... This bowl season has been wild. Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, good to be with you guys. Uh, happy holidays. Hope uh, Christmas was good for you and your families. And uh, speaking of pulling hair out, hey, now I got, I'm asking, I'm going to ask a question before I give you an answer because I know Tim Murray. So I got I to ask Sean because I know he's been there, you know, right on the scene. How, how was it watching uh, Tim at the end of that uh, Notre Dame? Uh, Pittsburgh basketball game today. Uh, Sean, I know. <laughs> so he claims know. he claims to not have the same passion. I do not for Notre Dame men's basketball as he does for Notre Dame men's. Football. What a win today okay. for the Irish, Vinny. 68-67. Couldn't get yeah, the cover though, but woo! No, they didn't get the. No, woo! the Panthers got the cover. <laughs> but I got to tell you guys, I mean, see that? I mean, I know, I know, I, yeah. I know, I know my host. A good bookmaker knows his host well, all the time. 
Vinny, if you know me uh, well, you know that on New Year's Day, I'm waking up at 4 a.m. to drive down to Glendale to watch the Irish take on the Pokes. So, of course, that, you know me. <laughs> that, is, that is what I am doing. I'm going to work the nightcap. We're going to celebrate New Year's, Sean and I, and then I'm going to wake up in the wee hours and drive down to uh, Glendale, Arizona to catch my Irish. So, there you go. You weren't well, sure, very far sure. off. Check uh, check your schedule. Make sure that game not to your point. Seriously, yeah, I have to tell you guys, it's uh, it's been a challenge. There's no question about it. I mean, let let's look at you know, there's always a challenge at bowl season, right? Because you, you've got injuries, uh, and you've uh, you know you've you've got to wonder uh, what the motivation of teams is. But in the last few years, this opting out has certainly come uh, into play. And, um, you know, you, you wonder about that. You've got the other aspect, though, is obviously COVID and then the transfer portals. I mean, you look at games where you just don't know today's game, the Louisville, the Louisville game today. Louisville was without quite a few guys that decided to just leave the program. So you've got that situation coming today, too. And again, you know, people have their choices and everything, uh, but it's uh it's very difficult. Uh, the COVID situation being as fluid as it is, and it's it's a daily situation now where you just see games, uh, you know, uh, going in, in so many different directions. And um, but also in in pro football too. I mean, you look at games. The greatest example, guys, uh, I can I can cite in weeks. If you look at the Browns. Raiders game from last week, right? Uh, when they played each other, where the Browns opened as six point favorites by midweek, the Raiders uh, were four point favorites. The game got rescheduled. The Browns wound up as uh, three point favorites once again. And then, uh, the, you know, the Raiders, uh, the Raiders wound up, you know, closing, uh, 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 you know, in, in, in that game uh, as a favorite too. So this was, you know, a crazy week. Uh, but you know what? You've got to deal with it as best you can. Try to stay on top of it. It's uh, very uh, tough sledding for better and bookmaker alike. Uh, Vinny, I have a question. Like when you have a late, late line move, for instance, tonight, Mississippi State was favored by 10 the majority of the day. Maybe 20 minutes before a kick, all of a sudden it goes to eight and a half. Is that information or money creating that move, or is it a combination of both? Combination. Uh, good question, uh, in, uh, uh, Sean. In, no question about it. I mean, it's it's a bit of a combination because at that point too, when it's so late, you pretty much have a, a, a better handle as to who's going to play or who's in the game and who's not. And I think that had a lot to do with it. So uh, that game did open eight, and uh, was you know did get up to ten, uh, ten, and we wound up closing at ten today. But I think that had a lot to do with. Uh, uh, you know, with uh, late information. But what was interesting about it is it got to 10, but Mississippi State was without a lot of their defensive players. So uh, I'm, I'm not so sure, you know, it wasn't uh, necessarily the best uh, uh, the best guess today or the best uh, set of circumstances. Uh, it wound up going uh, against uh, the betters there when you when you look at the final score. At Vincent Vinny is where you can find Vinny Maiulo on Twitter. You can catch him at the South Point all over the VEASAN airwaves. Vinny, I want to get to the college football playoff and uh, and start with the Michigan-Georgia game. This is the nightcap of the two semifinals. Uh, this number has been uh, holding pretty firm uh, at, you know, seven and a half. Um, and I I'm curious to see the action because I, I saw some other splits from shops from around town had uh, heavy ticket numbers on Michigan. Where do you guys stand currently 
on uh, on the second semifinal, Michigan and uh, Georgia. I'm just pulling it up real quickly. It looks like you guys have been yeah. pretty much around seven, seven and a half the whole time. Seven and a half. Yeah, we opened the game on the fifth. Both uh, both semifinal games opened on December fifth, and uh, the movement that you see on these games actually came the same day. So uh, the folks laid uh, the seven and went to seven and a half. We've been getting two way action uh, since then. Now that could change. You got to remember uh, that these two games, there's still 85, 90 percent of the handle has yet to come uh, on these games. But what what is just going to be interesting is. The handle is going to be tremendous on these two games. We're going to book them like NFL playoff games. Folks are going to bet them like NFL playoff games. And remember, because they've been up so early, they've, they've already got live action going to them from th that first weekend, whether it's NFL or uh, other bowl games. So th the handle on these games is going to rival uh, an NFL uh, a, a playoff game uh, when you, when you get to it. So, uh, holding steady at seven and a half, pretty good two-way action. Total's been bet up a couple of points from 43 to 45 right now. And then the earlier game, Alabama and Cincinnati, and, you know, uh, both these games obviously involve SEC teams. They're off to a slow start in the bowl season, 0-4 straight up. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if, uh, if betters decide to go uh, that route and, and fading. But uh, what have you seen so far with Cincinnati and Alabama as you guys sit at 13 and a half? Yeah, opened 13 and went to 13 and a half the same day, too. It's interesting. Both games uh, moved a, a half tick up uh, on that. Now, there were places that opened them a little bit higher. We kind of got ahead. I thought there was some value. Chris Andrews, our director, also thought there was value with both dogs there. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know what? Uh, they, they did lay it, not surprisingly, I guess. Um, so both games opened on the 5th, and both games moved on the 5th, and that's where they've been ever since. Uh, like I mentioned, same thing with this game uh, as the, the Georgia-Michigan game with uh, games already being tied to them. You know, the, the SEC, the fact that they've not performed real well so far, this is a different set of circumstances, right, guys? I mean, sure. let's face it. Uh, there was there were these two teams, and then there was the rest of the SEC. In fact, there were these two teams and just about the rest of the country. So I don't know if I would, uh, you know, necessarily think that. I don't think a lot of folks are looking at it that way. I think they're looking at the the opponents, they're looking at the quality of these two SEC teams, and they're also looking at uh, how good, uh, frankly, that uh, Michigan uh, played, uh, especially down the stretch, and Cincinnati as well. You know, Vinny, switch to the uh, NFL right quick. And today was a fascinating day pertaining to one particular game: Indianapolis Colts versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Just walk me through today for someone that's in your shoes and how that number started at seven, got all the way down to one and a half, then it's gone all the way back up to seven. Like, yeah. describe it for me. Yep, there's times where you literally, uh, you have to take games off the board and say, wait a second, hold on, what's going on here? And it depends on a report, right? Uh, it depends on, you know, you start getting word, is this game even going get, to get played or is it going to get moved? And again, you've got to pay attention to where what shop you're betting at as to what happens, we repost the games, and uh, you, you know we don't uh, we don't do any carryover. Some places say they, as long as they go within you know a week of uh, the scheduled post, they have action. In our case, though, there's times you literally have to take it off the board and try to validate what information is coming out, right? So you're you're sitting there going, hold on a second, and you, you can't be afraid to do that, right? Because you want to be accurate, and as a better, you want to you know know what's going on as well. So. Uh, literally, we've had to take games off the board 
for extended periods of time. This one wasn't as extended uh, as a few, you know, last week. I mean, uh, the Kansas City game last week against the Steelers was on and off the board several times. Same with the San Francisco game last week. Just can't be afraid to say hold up, uh, especially this early in the week, knowing that you've got up until Sunday, hopefully Sunday, to uh, to get it in. You can follow Vinny on Twitter, at Vinny, and once again, see him all over the place on our network, and say hello when Great you stop job, by Vinny. at happy the New South Year. Point. Vinny, yeah, happy New Year, happy holidays to you and yours. We appreciate it as always. Always good to be with you guys. Be safe out there. Happy New Year to everyone. There he is. Vinny Maiulo will get you updated on the Guaranteed Rate Bowl next, right here on the Nightcap. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off a VSEN All Access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today, and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, and our college bowl betting guide, which covers every bowl game. All that for just 39 bucks. Head over to vcin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray, 7.56 to go in the first quarter at the Guaranteed Rate Bowl in at Chase Field in Phoenix. Shootout. Scoreless. Just the way we like to see it. Scoreless. West Virginia, I believe it's two, three and out so far. Uh, and for Minnesota, they had a drive end with a missed field goal chip shot there. Uh, so Minnesota... Sean on the Gophers laying the six. I took under 45. Before you yell at us and say we didn't give you time to bet, we told you those plays before the game started. You had plenty of time in the fade-ups to take the over 
and to take West Virginia. So uh, we will see. But I, I'm looking at this offense right now for West Virginia. Yeah, for Minnesota. If and it, I'm if, like, Ugh. If Minnesota don't win this game by three touchdowns. I mean, they look like the much better prepared. I just look the better team. I actually like Tanner. I recruited Tanner when I was at USF. Yeah? Yeah. This kid from Tanner Kentucky. Morgan. Yep, he actually committed to PJ at Western Michigan. Uh, we decided to go with uh, another young man. And then, remember, PJ left Western and yep. went to Minnesota, and he brought Tanner with him. Man, that's a pretty big rise for a, a recruit to be committed to Western and then go to Minnesota and uh, ultimately be a long, long-time starter there for the Golden Gophers. Eight and four season for Minnesota, uh, taking on West Virginia tonight. That number going off six and a half here at Circa, total of 45 and uh, with seven minutes to go in the first half, or first quarter, excuse me. I wish it was the first half. Uh, it is scoreless between <laughs> West Virginia and Minnesota. Can I get a lead first? Yeah, that's true. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia, by the way, their two drives so far have netted them six yards. And uh, is it Garrett Dagey? He has been getting uh, dinged uh, pretty hard. So uh, that is uh, that is where we stand on that. Hey, we're going to talk, uh, you know, it's it's, I don't know if they're sneaking up on us because... The bowl season's been going on for over a week, you know, week and a half, right? And I try not to get too far ahead of ourselves looking at the New Year's Six and looking at the playoff. We've certainly given our thoughts, um, you know, when it comes to... But it's almost here. But it is almost here. Yeah. Friday, we will have the playoff. So, slowly but surely, we're going to start, prepare, uh, you know, uh, re um, previewing these games. And uh, top of the hour, we're going to talk to Justin Williams. He's down in, uh, in Arlington. He's the beat reporter for Cincinnati. Uh, we'll get his thoughts uh, on the Bearcats' chances to uh, to pull the upset, keep things close. And then tomorrow, our good friend, I'd say he's become our good friend. Oops, fumble. Oh, boy. Uh, John Jansen is going to join us tomorrow. Yeah. So Jansen will join us. We'll be on the same side this time. Last time he was here, remember I told him Michigan State was going to win. That of is course, true. He was pro-Michigan, so I was right. But that this time true. I think we'll be on the same side. Yeah, you love Michigan. I do. You love Michigan plus the seven. I have not made a I bet. I love Michigan money line. I have not made a bet on either one of these games. And I feel, you know, I've done some you know, radio hits on, on these games, and I feel just kind of like I'm, I'm a copping out. But I, I just don't have a great feel either way. You know, I, I look at Alabama, and I know you are pro-Cincinnati, and I totally understand it. And the line hasn't moved north of 14 for a reason. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati's good. Uh, John Mechie being out is a, is a significant loss. Uh, for uh, for Alabama, and I, my 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 worry is, and I and I'll I'll leave the floor for you. Alabama. So they so the first time Alabama was in the playoff, they lost to Ohio State. They were the one seed that was back in you know 2014. That was uh, Zeke Elliott going right. It was crazy. Ohio State Oregon national title game. Right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Ohio Cardell State. Jones. Yep. And they won the yep. national title. Following that, it was Alabama, Michigan State in the semis. 38 nothing win for Alabama. <clears throat> then it was Washington, 24-7. Then it was Clemson, 24-6. Then it was Oklahoma, 45-34. If you remember that game, they took their foot off the gas and kind of let Kyler Murray come back in. And then it was last year, uh, it was Alabama, 31-14. Late touchdown by Notre Dame, backdoor cover. Alabama, outside of that first year against Ohio State, Sean, they just don't play close games in the semifinals. Well, I and think, why and I guess to my question to you is why is Cincinnati different than all of those other teams? Because this is a different Alabama team. If you go back and look at the regular season those years, 
Bama was rolling people. I mean, Bama was a fine-tuned machine. They had balanced offensive production, running the ball, throwing the ball, pass protection was elite defensively. And they were probably the best or second-best defense in the country. This Alabama team has a dynamic Heisman Trophy-winning quarterback who's gotten them to this point in spite of a lot of deficiencies. That offensive line is not nearly as good as it normally is. Their run game, this is probably the worst run rushing attack Nick Saban's had in the last decade. And Cincinnati has their best team in the last 20 years. Now, let so, me, can I push back there? Do yeah. you th- I think last year's team was slightly better. They I don't. Had, they had better safeties. They had, I, better, I they had better edges on the offensive I line. I don't because I think offensively they're better. Desmond Ritter's better now than he was last year. I agree with that. And so I think that kind of – Jerome Ford's better this year than right. he was last year. That minimizes – even though he had a low – I think it was like a 65, 70-yard touchdown run against Georgia. Yeah. So, and I love what he said. You know, I don't know if you heard, yeah. saw Jordan, Jerome Ford's press conference. He's like, can you please stop referring to me as the former Alabama running right. back? I'm a Cincinnati Bearcat. Right. And that gives you a little peek behind the curtain to the approach that the Bearcats are taking. They know they belong in this game. I'm just telling you, this game will be competitive in the fourth quarter. If it wasn't for Bryce Young, I'd be taking Cincinnati – on the money line, but I just know I've seen him do it too much this year. Even if Cincinnati's up with under two minutes to go and Alabama has the ball, I just – Bryce Young's really good. but So I'm going to take the points. But the Michigan game, I like Michigan to win outright. That line, to me, is fascinating because all I've heard – and I'm going to pull up a tweet. All I've heard is you got to take the points – with Michigan. You got to take the points with Michigan. Why is that line not budged? Why is it still sitting there at seven and a half? I also think the litany of things that have occurred around the game of football on the NFL and college level has some people distracted. You alluded to it slightly earlier. Like you look up, and it doesn't feel like Friday is the semifinals in the college football playoff. Yeah. You know, because we've had teams opting out, bowl games getting canceled the day of. You know, NFL has dominated the headlines. They had 92 guys yesterday, you know, test positive for COVID. I mean, it's just been one headline after another. So I think what's lost in the shovel are in the shuffle because the media hasn't completely focused yet on Michigan versus Georgia and Alabama versus Cincinnati is – out of sight, out of mind. And so I just don't think a lot of people have gotten around. You just had Christmas. I mean, so people are getting ready for New Year. I mean, so to me, this college football playoff has been a little different than in years past, where I felt like the focus was on those four teams almost in the entire time from the bowl, start of bowl season to that game. I don't think that's been the case this year because of COVID and, and a lot of other things. A lot of coaching Changes happening, you know, so Lincoln Riley going to SC dominated it. And Brian Kelly going to LSU, you know, so there have been some different things, I think, that have a lot of people, you know, just slightly distracted. I think that number, and maybe the number's right. Maybe seven and a half is the right number. It's that, and by that, I mean the kind of number where the public doesn't look at it and say, I've got to go this way or that way. Well, Your Georgia supporters, people that believe the first half of Georgia-Alabama was a fluke, because Georgia played much better in the second half. They're going to support Georgia. Michigan's never really been the it team this year. Well, I mean. Ohio State was the it team in the Big Ten. I think Michigan, after their last two performances, 
Well, nobody They're, gives them credit for being Iowa. I, the Ohio State They won game, 42 yeah. to 3. I know. And I think but people know Iowa. But State. the Ohio State game gives them a lot of credit and credibility. And I'm just going to point you to what John Ewing from BetMGM tweeted out earlier today. 26% of the tickets are on Georgia. That's it. 74% on Michigan. 93% of the tickets and 89% of the handle on Michigan money line. Why is this line not moving? And it, it is a lot to do. And I'm not saying, you know, like Georgia's got COVID issues. Uh, I think JT Daniels was dealing with COVID. I'm not a big believer in Stetson Bennett. I think they kind of have to tweak that quarterback room there. And I think Stetson Bennett's a baller. So I just think Michigan is a complete football team, offense, defense. I don't know how Michigan is going to be able to do what they love to do, which is run it down your throat against that defensive line. We're going to find out Friday. We sure are. Can't wait. More on the Cotton Bowl. Alabama and Cincinnati, we head down to Arlington, Texas, next right here on the Nightcap. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.